Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. God in me, that was Gospel Sister Duo, Mary, Mary, Erica, and Tina Campbell with Gospel Great, Mini Legend, Kiki Kiara Sheard, that is from the famous Clark Sister family, uh, National Mother 
Karen Clark shared is her mother. So that is excellent. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Learners Lounge at Thursday. Welcome to the lounge. Tonight is Thursday, March 31st, 2022. Oh, wow. We're at the last day of the third month of the brand new year. Time is flying, y'all. Time is flying. Can't believe tomorrow will be April 1st. Wowzer. Wowie, wow. Oh, well. Time is flying. And God is still on the throne. And we're still here bringing you another biblical study session in the lounge. It is now time for Inspiration Thursday. Tonight I want to talk about why do we study the Bible. I want to key in focus because obviously Thursday night is Bible study where we learn and we study the Bible. So let's talk about it. There are plenty of reasons why we study the Bible. Now I'm going to give you guys a list of eight of the potential main reasons why reading and studying the Bible is never going to be a waste of time. You'll never waste your time. Now, a lot of people do a lot of studying in the Bible, and they jump right into a specific topic at hand. Now, I want to talk about different approaches when we first ask the question, why do we study the Bible? Now, this is both for practical reasons and foundational reasons, because we will learn real reasons why studying the Bible is important, but it's also foundational because it will prepare us for the future discussions on the importance of the Bible and Bible study. Now, while not an exhaustive list, I'm going to give you eight reasons to study the Bible. The first reason is cultural literacy. We want to understand what they felt back then, how they lived back then, and what was the meaning, because the Bible has a lot of parables. So sometimes when the Bible says one thing, you have to really read it and get an unction and an understanding of what it really meant, okay? Now, we want to learn what the Bible says firsthand. We want to get a firsthand revelation. So when you're reading your Bible, you want to pray to get an understanding. The Bible and God, God says in the Bible, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. They don't have knowledge to understand. The Bible is basic instruction. The, Bible, the Holy Bible stands for he only lets you basic instructions before leaving earth. That means the Bible is our roadmap for how we should design our life. That's what that means. And then also, the next one, number three, is personal edification. We want to have that personal relationship with God. So reading and understanding his word can draw us closer to him. The fourth reason will be to help others. When you read the Bible and you get an understanding of the word, you now have an opportunity to share your knowledge and your love and your passion to help somebody else who has not met the mark, who has the desire, who has a question, who's trying to understand. You now can help them when you read your Bible. The fifth reason is to draw closer to Jesus. This is his word. So you're able to draw closer, have an understanding, have more knowledge in reference to Jesus. Number six on our list of eight, because it is God's word to us. God does say, and I will go over the scripture with you now, it is St. John one and one. And this is going to be coming from the King James Version. St. John one and one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. And the it says, let me repeat it, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Go to verse 2. The same was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made by him, and with him was not anything made that was made. Verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And summing it up, verse 5. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it. So if you go back to verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. The word was with God. 
and the word was God. Now let's go over let's go over to number seven, to know God better. When you are as as we call it in Christianity, a new babe in Christ. That means you're taking baby steps. Now you may say, I'm not a baby, I'm a grown up. But what we mean by new babe in Christ is that when you first come to the knowledge of who Jesus truly is and you give your life, you, you get saved by truly repenting, then you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and then you seek and carry for his Holy Ghost, now you are a babe in Christ. So what you're doing is you're coming to know God better when you're reading his word. Now you're taking that walk with Christ, and you're going to learn him better. And then the eighth one and the what I think would be the most important one of all, out of all of these, to me this is the most important one, you're avoiding error. Because when you're learning God's word, it's kind of like when you learn better, you do better. So when you learn about his word, now you have a chance to do better. You're learning. You don't, you're not going to get it overnight, those in Radio Land who's listening to my inspiration. You're not going to do it overnight. It takes time. That it, it's baby steps. It's just like when a baby is born, the moment they're born, they're not sitting up. They're not immediately cooing and talking to their parents. They're not crawling on the floor at two months old. Most babies don't have teeth at six weeks old where they can now eat a chicken or they can eat cereal and other things. It don't work that way. Everything is step by step in coming to God and learning about Christ, reading your word, and accepting who he truly is. It's baby steps. It takes steps. It will never happen overnight. You will never be from point A to Z in zero to 60 seconds. It's going to take time for that. And I thank you for tonight for listening to the eight topics, what I thought would be why we should study the Bible. Now, keep in mind that my eight reasons may not be your eight reasons for studying the Bible. You may have a different reason for studying the Bible than what I have. But I'm just sharing with you what I find interesting. And every Wednesday and Thursday, I will bring you inspiration time where if I think of a topic and I research it and I'm reading about it, I will bring you something that I think might be of a benefit to you. That That is in no way taking away from the doctor who will preach or teach with you on Thursdays. And when he gives his sermonettes on Wednesdays while we're doing the prayer session in Throne Room Wednesday, that is no way taking away from what he is doing. He is the official preacher and minister of the broadcast. I just like to do something inspirational to get you inspired. So, and now the doctor is in. And he is ready to teach and or preach with you now, so he will be schooling us. So let's get out our pencils and our Bibles, and let's get ready to learn. God bless you all. Thank you tonight. Amen. Sister Gitasha again for those uh, inspirational words. And I pray God, amen, they are a blessing to each and every one that has tuned their ears to this spiritual life. We thank you for uh, listening to Amen, Sister Gitaja. Words of encouragement, inspiration, Amen, to bless you that you may grow thereby. Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord. This is Thursday night. This is Thursday night. Get your Bibles out. We're going to get right into the Word of God tonight. Praise the Lord. And we're going to actually put your spiritual ears on tonight. Take your curling ears off. Amen. Take your... Uh, uh, your, 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 your boxing, uh, boxing gloves off tonight, amen, and get ready to get a soft lick from Jesus. We love you there in Radio Land tonight. 
We're going, amen, into the Word of God tonight to a very familiar scripture. Even my granddaughter taught on it, touched on it tonight. But, amen, I, I, I believe, amen, St. John 1 and 1 through 14 is very important for every believer to understand, amen, the words of Jesus Christ. And even as we live in such a time, amen, that we see, amen, that uh, education is rapidly on every hand, knowledge is being expanded, we still, amen, sometimes is failing to understand St. John 1, 1 through 14. The letter killeth, but the Spirit of God gives life. We have to have the Spirit of the living God within us to give us life and to open up our understanding to what Jesus really says. St. John 1 and 1, as you probably have read it many times, it says, in the beginning. Now, this was not God's beginning, but this was the beginning of humanity. In the beginning, amen, was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word were God. The same way in the beginning with God. All things was made by him, and without him were not anything made that were made. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness, uh, the same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighted every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believeth on his name which were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh, and it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Read you the entire Amen uh, 1 through 14. What a word, Amen. What a word the Lord is telling us tonight. 
amen, in the very beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was was God. Not no separation in that unity. They was not as one another, but they are one in each other. The Word that flowed out of God's mouth was God. Many people cannot comprehend that. And this is what makes this thing so important. The Christian faith, amen, is based upon a firm conviction that God came into human history. God came into human history. In the birth of the Son of God, Jesus Christ was Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. God came into, amen, history, or into, I like to say, into the world where we are. And he came into this world, amen, as the Son of God, yet he was. God. Matthew 1 and 23 says, Behold, a virgin shall be with a child. A virgin going to bring this humanity now. A virgin going to bring a child. And she shall bring a son. going to have a baby. She'll bring a son. And thou shalt call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God. This is, amen, we're going to call, amen, uh, 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 call his name, amen, and they should call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, capital G-O-D, capital G-O-D. The creator of the world is with us. God done come, amen, down here on earth. And he dwell among humanity. Powerful statement that is. The deity of Jesus Christ. In the little town of Bethlehem of Judah, a young woman, a young woman, and I want to remind you, amen, that she was not only young, but she was a virgin. She was clean and she was pure and had not defiled herself. This young woman, amen, she gave birth to her first child. Whom she and her husband named Jesus. Of course, you know the story that was Joseph, amen. They called his name Jesus because the angel had already told her what his name was. That we should be celebrating the birth as a majority holiday among 2,000 years later, it indicates that the one born was more than an ordinary child. He, 
He was more than an ordinary child. I tell my people all the time, amen, and God allowed me to be over. When you call on the name of Jesus, I want you to understand he was more than just the son of God. He's preeminent in the history, amen, and in the lives of millions. A people does not rest upon his family. Standing up by any talent he accomplished, but rather by whom he was. This, that his human birth in the stable of a small city market, the beginning of the most important event in the history of mankind can only be understood by knowing him as Emmanuel. He didn't come to royalty. Think on it. The creator of this world that made everything come, amen, very humble in a stable. I'm told, amen, where there was animal that he would come, amen, in a stable because there was no room in the end for him when he got there. That was our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. David was the son of God. David was the son of God. The Savior, Luke 135 in whom God dwell and by whom God reconciles. He lost humanity to himself in Second Corinthians 5 and 19. Listen now, and the word, Jesus Christ, he's the word. He is the word. He's the spoken word of the Spirit of God. One of the most common misinterpretation, amen, the scripture makes by many people concerning John 1 through 4, verse 1 of which read, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Many people get that all hanging up. They don't understand that. But you know, this thing come by revelation. The Lord has to reveal, make himself known, and he's trying to do that through his word every day to humanity. Make himself known to us who he really is. In the beginning were the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That attempt to identify the Word as the eternal Son. They attempt to identify the Word as the eternal Son. Rather than accepting the obvious meaning of this beautiful passion, 
translated, amen, from the Greek word logo. The word has the meaning of a thought plan, concept, and speech. This was God's thoughts. This was God's plan. And this was God's meaning. God thought about this even before the creation of the world. Anything was made. God had already planted this in his mind. Can we comprehend that? Can we understand, amen, a thought plan that is in your mind but it hasn't been made mature yet? God can do anything. It ain't nothing too hard. God cannot do. It carries the meaning, amen, of the inwardly thought and the outwardly expression of that thought. There was an inwardly thought. He thought of it. And then sometime later on, when he decided, it was an outwardly thought. He made the invisible come to be visible. My God, my God. John 1, 1 through 14 stated that in the beginning, the inwardly thoughts of God was not only with God, but was God himself. That was God himself. We want to divide them. We want to separate them. You cannot separate God from his word. They're not as one. They are one. Jesus said, me and my father, we are one. We're not no two entities. We're just one. And if you don't have that revelation, you don't have the revelation of who God really is. That was the thought God had in his mind. The inwardly thought, amen, uh, and the outwardly thought of God was not only with God, but it was God himself. And God's thoughts was outwardly expressed in the birth of the Son of God in whom God dwells. His outwardly thought was expressed. What he thought inwardly, now he's going to make it manifested outwardly. As he says, amen, just speak the word. Let there be light. That was a thought was in the Lord. And when he said, let there be light, light appear. Hallelujah. God knows the end from the beginning. Now, God knows that. Nobody knows the end from the beginning but God. Often in prophecy, we view a future event as if they had already happened. Sometimes we hear prophecy, amen, and we we view it sometimes as if though it already have happened. Sometimes it have, and sometimes it have not. Many prophecy concerning Christ was recorded in this manner. In God's mind, the events were as much as a part as they were of the future. God got a mind. God has a mind. 
And in God's mind, the events, amen, was as much as the past as they were the future. Remember, he knows the beginning from the ending. Example, he is stated that the lamb was slayed. It is stated, amen, that the lamb was slayed from the foundation of the world. That's what Revelation, amen, 13 and 8, 8 says. It stated, amen, that the lamb, before Jesus, amen, even died, God had this in his mind. He saw Calvary before Calvary was even there. He knew the outcome when, amen, the Son of God was to walk to earth. He knew the outcome of what was going to take place. We didn't know. But God knew. God knew. In our sense, amen, we really, we realized he, amen, was not crucified until his death. Uh, uh, let me, I'm sorry. For example, amen, it is stated, amen, that the lamb were slayed from the foundation of the world. Revelation, amen, 13 and 8. In our sense, amen, a reality, he was not crucified until the death of the cross. We thought, amen, he wasn't crucified, amen, until the death of the, of the cross. He was crucified before the world began. Oh, Bishop, you, 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 you far fetched on me. In God's mind, God had already planned this thing. He had already thought this thing. And it just materialized, amen, down the line a little bit further when God wanted just the hallelujah. Is it be so? We ought to say thank you, Jesus. Amen. He was not crucified until his death on the cross. But, amen, a few thousand years and after as the creation of the world. But in God's mind, Calvary exists before one spoke the dust or was formed on one particle of water that came into being. In God's mind. Before the dust of the earth, Hadadah Hushana was amen, uh, was formed, amen. God had already seen this in his mind. Who is like unto our God? My God, my God. God's son existed in the thoughts, in the thoughts, in the beginning. It was in God's mind in the beginning. But one day in human events, the word was made flesh. Now remember, the word that came out of God's mouth was a spirit. The word that came out of God's mouth was a spirit because God is a spirit. But the word was made flesh. The word that came out of God's mouth was made flesh. And it dwelt among us. St. John 1, 14. God is eternal. But there is no eternal son. Only God is eternal. The Son is not eternal. 
The word is, but the son is not. In the scripture, the son of God was born. The son of God was born. God ain't never been born himself. God, amen. He don't have no beginning. He don't have no ending. But the son of God, the son of the flesh that came to us, it was born. The son of God was born on a particular day in history. He was born on a, a particular day in history. But God was not born. God has been ever, he been what he is ever since, amen, that what he is, a spirit. But the son of man come to be flush. The spiritual time, amen, of the birth of the son of God is given in Galatians. Tell you, amen, uh, amen, that the spiritual time of the birth of the son of God is given amen in Galatians 4 and 4. The Son of God, amen. But God, you don't, you, you can't go back and tell me when God was born. God, God don't be born. God just is. But the Son of God, you can identify that. But when the fullness of the time will come, now listen, when it was the right time, the acceptable time, God sent forward his Son, made of a woman, that was Mary, made under the law, under the law. The historical time of the birth given, amen, in the gospel as during the days, amen, of Herod the king, Matthew 2 and 1. At the time of the tax degree by Caesar of Augustine, Luke 2 and 1, when the time came for conception, God sent an angel. When the time, amen, for Mary is to, amen, have a child, God sent an angel to Mary to tell Mary, to tell Mary. I remember this was a young woman. She was not married. She didn't know who a man was, and she was wondering what in the world this angel was really talking about. Mary, that she would give birth to a son. She would give birth to a son. The son of the highest. Nobody could, amen, have a, a child more than uh, like, amen, Mary did because this was the son of the highest. He, he was not only begotten, amen, of a woman, he, but, amen, he came from God. And he would sit on the throne of David. To let Mary know, amen, that her son would be the son of God. He was the son of God. Jesus Christ was the son of God in humanity. 
The angel announced it to her. The angel come and talk to her. A heavenly being, amen, come out of heaven and come to earth and talk to Mary. And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost, come on, Jesus, this unseen spirit that you cannot see with your physical eye, the Holy Ghost is going to come, amen, up on thee. It's going to come up on you. You will know when the Holy Ghost come up on you. Everyone that's been born of Jesus Christ, amen, that have received the Holy Ghost, you knew when the Holy Ghost come up on you, a change come in you. You wasn't a quiet, still born birth, but some reaction began to, amen, manifesting in your life. And you know, amen, it couldn't nobody do that but a God. The Holy Ghost come up on thee. And the power, not only that, amen, power going to come up on you. Or the high shall overshadow thee. When you receive the Holy Ghost, did the power, did the power of the high overshadow thee? Well, if you didn't, go back and try it again because it's yours. Therefore, also, that holy thing, they didn't know what to call it. They called it a holy thing. Which shall be born of thee, shall be called, it shall be called the Son of God. Luke 1, 35. That's what you call it. Call it the Son of God. The thing that is in Mary, which amen, come of the Holy Ghost, call it the Son of God. God, amen, it came out of the Spirit of God. It came out of the Spirit of God. We cannot, humanity could not see a spirit. So God had to make something, amen, that, amen, we was could be familiarized with. So he made himself a body. And he said, I'll go down and I will redeem mankind. So it came out of God. That spirit put on flesh. God put on flesh and come and he dwell among us. His birth, amen, came as a part, a particular moment in the history of mankind. The Son of God was born on, the Son of God were, uh, were born of the Virgin Mary. And he was humanity in which the eternal God came to this world. He come as a man. He came as a man into this world. He was the son of God. Now, the son of God of the highest. He had more knowledge than any other human that there was. Amen. He was the son of God, and in his son, in his son, God dwelleth in his son. God dwelleth in that flesh. Yes, he was the son of God, but God was in that flesh. I wish y'all hear me tonight. 
It is essential, amen, for us to see Jesus Christ as more than a man. If you only can see Jesus Christ as just a man, you don't really see him. Let me say that again. If you only can see Jesus Christ as a man, the Son of God, you don't really know him. He is more than a man. He is more than that flesh, amen, that come down. He is God. Hallelujah. He's more than a man. For if he were not God, then our hope for salvation is no better than that of the father of the Buddhas, of Muhammad. If he if he if he wasn't if he wasn't God, you know what? All of us around here talking about we believe in Jesus Christ. You might was to give it up. Only God can save you. Only a God. There is not but one capital G O D. Only God can save us. She shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save Jesus, save his people from their sin. That was God manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, and then went on back in the glory. That was God. Our, 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 our salvation wouldn't be no better than a Buddhist or Muhammad. But before we man his birth in Bethlehem, Jesus Christ existed as the one eternal God. Before we man that was he existed as the one eternal God. Not no two, not no three. They didn't get together, amen, decide, amen, well, you're going to be the, uh, this and I'm going to be that. They were one. My God. Who is the creator of all things? He made all things. Amen. Jesus made all things, and without him, there was nothing made according to the scripture that were made. He made all things. In him was life. In Jesus was life, and amen, the life was the light of men. Come on, church. It was a mirror. It was not merely a good man or a wise man or a anointed man who walked the roads of Judah and Galilee, but he was Emmanuel meaning God is with us. There's a lot of amen today. They, 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 they say amen, Jesus was a good prophet. And they honor him as a good prophet. He's a good man. And he did all kinds of good works. They give him credit. But when it comes down, amen, to acknowledging him as who he really is, and that is God, they won't do that. They won't do that. And Jesus told the Jews, if you don't believe that I am he, you should die in your sin. If you don't believe that I am the creator of the world, 
made everything that is in the world and come into the world, you're going to die in your sins. In Jesus Christ, the eternal, one clothed himself in the garment of time. The omnipotent, the one located in a man. The om- I'm not, I- I- I'm not, I'm not fortunate. The one that spoke to a human mind. In all of him, all treasures are dead to reside. In Jesus, everything resides. It is proper, amen, to say that in Jesus Christ, God came to this world. God came through Jesus Christ. God came to this world. Think about it. He knew the beginning from the end, but God came into this world through Jesus Christ. He came, amen, in the form of a man. He looked like just a regular, another man. As a man did not make him less than God. He didn't make him less than God, amen, because he come looking like a man. He still was God. For God cannot make himself non-God. He was God, amen, no matter what we say about it. He still was God. But by... His divine progress, he could and did limit himself in the incarnation so that he might redeem fallen men uh, and uh, redeem fallen men, consider them unto himself, reconcile them back unto himself. He didn't make himself of no great reputation. He accepted what the Father had given him. He was the Son of God, yet and still, amen, he knew who he was. But, amen, through the incarnation, he was limited as a man on earth. But in divine, he still was God Almighty. God did not send another one, but he came personal. God didn't send another deity, but he came personal. He was the word of God. The word was God. The word was God. The word was God. And the word will always be God. Jesus Christ, he's the creator. He created everything that there is and there would be. Amen. As the one true God manifested in the flesh, he was, amen, he was the only true God that was manifesting in the flesh. Jesus Christ is the creator of all, not something, but all. He is the God of Abraham. He is the God of Isaac. He is the God of Jacob. He is Jehovah of the Old Testament. And besides him, there is no God, and in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead body, Colossians 2 and 9. You'll find the Father, you'll find the Son, you'll find the Holy Ghost in Jesus Christ. 
John, amen, 1 and 3, say that all things were made by him, and without him were not anything made that were made. Amen. Jesus were God, and God created everything. God made everything. The verse, amen, which attributes, amen, the act of creation of Jesus Christ does not teach that he is merely the agent of God. He ain't the help of God. But it is less, uh, less of God, nor is he uh, uh, created a being. He is not a... a super ranger an archangel by whom God made the world. Rather, he is the one eternal God, Jehovah. He is Jehovah. Now, amen, we got we got billions of people today talking about Jehovah, Jehovah. They don't even know who Jehovah is. If they knew who Jehovah was, they'd know who Jesus was. Who created all things. Without a man help or any other being. He didn't need no help. And my beloved brothers and sisters today, let me tell you, he still don't need no help. We as humanity, we need his help. But God knows he don't need ours. He said, I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretches forward, amen, the heavens alone. Was nobody there with him when he made everything and stretched the heavens alone? He was there by himself. I spread his amen. I spread his abroad the earth by myself. He said, I did it by myself. Wasn't no son there. Isaiah 44, amen, and 24. God said, I did this all by myself. God did not, amen, need a helper to create, amen, the heavens and the earth. He merely spoke the word, and they were. God don't need no help. My God, my God, he don't need no help. He just don't need no help. Not no human help. No, he don't need no angels yet. Identifying, amen, Jesus Christ as creator. It is positive, amen, proof that he is the one true God of the universe. Thank God, amen, for the revelation that Jesus has revealed to many of us who he really is. When I call upon him, amen, I'm calling upon God. When I give honor to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I'm giving honor to God Almighty. You can't separate them. And God has a name like, amen, anybody else have a name. And he told us what name to call him. But when you have not, it have not been revealed unto you who he is, you're going to call him God. So you're just saying creator. You ain't calling him by his name. For by him were all things made. By him were all things made. For all things were created 
that are in heaven and that are in earth, in uh, uh, invisible and invisible, whether they be throne, dominions, principalities of power, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Colossians 1, 16 through 17. God made everything. Everything was for God's pleasure. We never will probably understand that. He was amen. Uh, it was absolutely amen uh, in his deity. The very God, the very, amen, the, the very God of the very God. He was no Imitation, no inferior God, no second person in the Godhead. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and he's the ending. Revelation 1 and 8. He ain't in no between. He is the first and he is the last, which is and which was and which is to come. He is the Lord God Almighty. And first... Amen. And last, Revelation 1 and 11, in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead. You find anything, amen, that you want in the Godhead. Hallelujah. It ain't but one figurehead, and that's God himself. Loving the purpose, amen, of the incarnation, amen, while the redemption of, of men, amen, it had a meaning. Christ, amen, came to redeem us. Christ, amen, Jesus Christ came to redeem us, to whip that God was in Christ. God, listen at me, God was as Christ. No, God was in Christ. God was in Christ, reconcile the world unto himself. Bring it back unto him. Second Corinthians 5 and 9. The angels announced that he was born a Savior. That's what the angels said. He was born a Savior. Christ was born a Savior. To save who? You and I from our sin. He was born a Savior which is Christ the Lord. Christ, he's the anointed one, and he's the Lord. Amen. If you allow him to rule over your life, he's the Lord of your life. For this reason, he was named Jesus. He was named Jehovah, Savior. He was named Jesus in our dispensation of time. In the Old Testament, his name with Jehovah means Savior. There is not but one Savior, one Savior. Can't nobody else save you into this entire world but Jesus. I know you get some argument out of that. Amen. You think other people can. Can't nobody save you but Jesus. Can't nobody save you but Jesus Christ.
Matthew 1 and 21. For he should, pay, he should save his people from their sin. John wrote that he came to his own. Now, John wrote, amen, that Jesus came to his own. Now, Jesus, amen, was incarnated in the flesh. That was God. But they re- rejected him because he told them who he was. They, they didn't accept that. They still don't accept it today. Look at the falling away of the church today because they will not put their faith in Jesus Christ. They rejected him. However, amen, his visitation is extended to all. And those who accept him have the promise of becoming the son of God. You got the promise, amen, is to become the son of God if you accept him. But you got to do that, amen, wholeheartedly without any doubt, and you got to know, amen, that Jesus Christ came from uh, the Creator. You got to know, amen, that Jesus and the Creator is one in the same. The Spirit just put on a body, but that was God manifested in the flesh. The dark, the dark shadow of the cross, amen. It falls across the infinite, infinite of the manger at Bethlehem. For to save us, he had to die. Amen. In order for, amen, you and I was to be saved, Jesus had to die. Now, amen, you say, you say Jesus died. Yeah, Jesus had to die. The flesh of Jesus had to die. God did not die. You can't kill God. But amen, the flesh of Jesus had to die in order to save us. We are not saved by his sinless character, though he had to be without sin. He was without sin. There was no sin in Jesus. He was without sin to die in our place. He died in our place. Nor are we saved by his deity. Although if he had not been God, he could not have, although, he had not, been God, he could not have saved us. If he wasn't God, he couldn't have saved us. But we are saved because he died for our sin. It is his blood that we are reconciled to God. It was the blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Thank God, amen, for the blood of Jesus Christ. Jesus' mission on earth focused upon, amen, the unsaved condition of man. He thought about man. Man is unsaved. Somebody got to go and die for him. You ought to, amen, give praise to him because he thought enough of us, amen, to come die for that we can live. He came, amen, to seek and to save that which was lost. In the scripture, amen, often find him as a publican, such as 
Zacharias, the Samaritan, such as, amen, the woman uh, was in adultery. Amen. It was a spiritual sickness that he came to heal. Even on the cross, he found, amen, reception uh, in the heart of a thief. And the thief found life in the death of Christ. Jesus come to seek and to save that which were low. Think about it tonight. If you don't know him, you have a chance tonight is to repent. Don't catch the preacher's hand. The word of God say repent. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. For the forgiveness of the remission of your sins. And if you continue on, he said, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by him, and without him there is nothing made that was made. This is Dr. Moore with all the love I have in me. Amen. Trying to tell you, learn who Jesus is. God bless you. Until another day, amen and amen. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.